Hey everyone, welcome back to another market closing live stream. So we've got a really, really interesting mix and dynamism happening in the market today. Not only do we have a lot of stocks really hitting off uh, of, of some of the lows where they have been, but we also have treasury yields up. They're up at, at about 1.92% right now on the 10 year, which is quite high. Uh, let me get the exact number here. Yep, 1.928%. We're almost at 2% on the 10-year. And conventional wisdom likes to say that, oh, when the 10-year treasury yield goes up, then uh, then tech stocks should go down, right? Technically, there's no correlation between the two. And today is one of those no correlation days because treasury yields are up and inflation fears are up and tech stocks are up. <laughs> uh, there's a good chance that a lot of the enthusiasm that we're seeing in the market today uh, is really a, a sign of the market cheering what the market is supposed to cheer, which is strong consumer spending and the appearance of a strong economy. The fact that we added 700,000 jobs in uh, Mar in sorry uh, November and December compared to the prior estimates not only makes me wonder, first of all, who's doing these estimates because it seems like every time the job estimates are wrong. <laughs> That's a big revision. But not only did we get a $700,000 boost to jobs for November and December, but we had a big old beat on jobs today, which is phenomenal. This is really good news. So, and we saw labor force participation tick up, right? So we're seeing signs of a very, very strong economy. We're not seeing a lot of signs of demand slowing. There, there's some signs in some areas of demand slowing, but most companies are telling us, hey, we're either close to prior forecasts, slightly below or slightly above, but we're still seeing the booming spending go on. And this is where it's it's very difficult to try to determine, hey, are we in 2003 or uh, probably not because in 2003, the Fed was accommodative. So I guess a better question would be, are we in 2004 or five or are we in 2006 or the beginning of 2007, right? And so trying to figure out like where exactly we are is difficult. And on a day-to-day -day basis, we get this insane, you know, we get these, these crazy up days. We get these crazy down days in the market. The day-to-day -day is absolutely wild. But when we look at the, the data, uh, we're seeing a very strong economy, which helps us avoid fears of stagflation. That's really important. We do not, like the worst way to go is a stagflationary environment. Uh, the, the only downside though, is we're seeing inflation pressures continue to persist. Bank of England says inflation pressures are persisting. No signs of inflation pressures peaking other than maybe in the used car sector. Uh, every company talking about pricing power and pricing strength, more price increases coming. The jobs report this morning telling us we had more year over year and month over month inflation than we expected. So what we're really doing is we're, we're looking at this economy where everybody's spending money like crazy. I mean, we just called Disney to, to figure out what, what it's like booking at Disney and everything's booked out. Uh, people are spending money like they, like they have infinite amounts of money and the economy is actually doing very, very well. So the question then is, it makes sense for stocks to go up, right? It does to the extent that markets start fearing that the Federal Reserve is going to have to over-tighten because inflation runs away. Uh, and so that's the question is, is it possible that uh, you know we're going to get larger fears from the Federal Reserve or is this the opportunity to buy the dip? And uh, that's where we, we can go ahead and explore and kind of see relatively where we sit on some of these positions. So for example, 
Uh, you've got Lemonade today. Lemonade today is trading for about $29. If anything, it looks like it's somewhat lifting into the close here. And we go to the day chart on $29. Bargain. Problem is, one some of the first companies to get sold off in these sorts of markets are companies that do not have profitability uh, yet. Like Matterport is another one. Now, Matterport and Lemonade, I love both of these companies. Uh, and I love SoFi as well. Problem is, they're some of the first to get sold off because there's a lot of fear that these companies, uh, because they don't have uh, profitability, algorithms are just going to automatically sell them off. And so look at this volume increase here on Matterport, for example. We have not seen this kind of volume in Matterport ever, which is wild. Look at that. I, I honestly, I mean, I've never seen this many shares traded of, of, of Matterport. Now, it could be because the price has gone down so much. Uh, and that's probably what it is. But still, I mean, it, it clearly shows that we're not seeing at least a declining trend. So uh, then we've got Ford, uh, you know, sitting somewhere here at, what, 18 bucks. So sitting somewhere in November of 2021 level. So not like a substantial deal here on Ford. The AT&T as a dividend stock has had a recent little run here, but settled back down to 24 after they cut their dividend in half. That does no, does, does no good. Little bit of pain left over here on some stocks like Alibaba, still kind of relatively close to that 108 bottom. Starbucks kind of sitting at a bottom that we haven't seen since uh, November of 2020, which is kind of wild. It's basically given up its entire recovery rally has been given up here. Quite, quite wild. Uh, now to the upside, obviously, we have Snap at $39, which when we look at it on the day, uh, on the day chart, it's intoxicating, right? It's like, oh my gosh, had I bought here at 35, I'd be up $4. That's, you know, 11, 12% or whatever. Great. Uh, same thing really with Amazon, right? We fell down to about nine, uh, eight or 9% as a gain right here. We actually bounced roughly off of 3,000 here, which we have a support line for as well. And uh, it, it's had a phenomenal day, mostly rallying throughout the day. And uh, the, the big picture though is, zooming out for a moment and trying to figure out how much have we really recovered for Amazon. We did a good thing. We went back center channel. Very, very big. I, I, I like seeing that. Uh, same thing with Bitcoin, Bitcoin back to center channel, uh, just over 40,000 next stop. If we break 44 K very, very, very bullish for Bitcoin. I like that. Now, uh, Pinterest and snap still below channels though. See Pinterest still relatively at all time lows here, close to all time lows. Snapchat at $39 is great, but it really just brings us back to the middle of January. We really only re removed about two weeks worth of losses. Uh, Affirm bouncing along the bottom here. Affirm is absolutely one of my favorite companies, but probably one of the worst companies to hodl if we go into a recession. And, and so that is a concern with Affirm. Recessions are a big problem uh, for companies that hold personal debt. <laughs> Because one of the first things people stop making payments on are not their cars or their homes, but on personal debts. That's why credit card interest rates are high, right? So uh, Michael Graham here says, I'm a huge bull and I can't even trust the green days in the market. Yeah, I, I mean, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, because again, I've said this a million times before. I'd rather make a video than just going, I was wrong. Market's going back to the moon. I got back in, lost a little bit of money. Who cares? It's just a number, get back in, boom, whatever, right? I would love that. And I will do that the day we see an inflection point in inflation and the Fed. 
next week, I'll probably be doing a lot more trading, by the way. I was just talking to course members about uh, how I'm planning a whole set of uh, trading strategies because we're seeing a lot of back and forth volatility and some extreme volatility. And I'm going to take advantage of this. So I'm, I'm transferring a million dollars over to Weeble and I'm going to be playing on Weeble with a million dollars. And so we'll do some uh, some day trading. It'll be fun. We'll probably start the trades on uh, and the market opens. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get everything through by Monday. It might have to be Tuesday. It depends when the money settles. But anyway, we'll figure it out. Maybe we can start Monday. Uh, probably start market open. And I'll probably close out the positions well before market close. Uh, because usually towards the end of the day, traders close out their positions by 11. <laughs> uh, and we don't do the market close live stream until the end of the day. Uh, so anyway. But uh, but look at this. What we've got over here. On, uh, on QQQ, we were talking about this in the course member live stream about uh, this potential, uh, maybe, is this a double bottom, right? Did we kind of hit a bottom here? Did we get another bottom here? We're going to have a green candle. In fact, if I just turn this to the normal candlesticks, there we go. We got another green candle here. So the, the question is, did we get a bottom here? Are we hitting another bottom here? And is it now time to, to, to really break out back to our trend lines? Entirely possible. Oh, J-Pow turned 69 today? <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. And somebody here says the four hour candle on Tesla broker, I think with 5%, 4% up, that should be correct. Yeah. Look at that. Let's see if we can close the day above this trend channel here. Now, one of the downsides of the way I drew this trend channel, and it's just something to remember is that, uh, if we just trade sideways along or on top of this 880 line, obviously we're naturally going to break. Uh, this this trend channel here, uh, which is fine because this was a downtrend. It would break that downtrend. So, uh, you know, looks like today we might have a, a half break. And if we could get a full break tomorrow, well, Monday, uh, that would be very ideal for, for Tesla in the short term, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what what do you want me to do? Your pride, pride machinery? Would you, would you rather me say... Uh, I'm buying a firm, I'm buying Enphase, I'm buying Tesla, and then not tell you I'm selling them because things have changed? Would would you rather me not tell you? Is is that really what you want? Because that's kind of what the comments like you are implying that, oh, Kevin on one day said buy Enphase and a firm. That's what I believed. That's what I believed for the last two years. Uh, and and when the facts changed and we hit an iceberg, I changed my opinion. Do you, do you not want me to tell you? Should I just put my head in the sand and do nothing? This is stupid. Stupid comment. Uh, my name is Muhammad. I'm one of your biggest fans ever. Appreciate your dedication. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate that. Uh, 69th birthday. I think that's funny on, on uh, J-Pal. Uh, okay. So let's see here. Uh, I'm also watching Neo here. So Neo's kind of cool because Neo is off that bottom that we saw. I think it was Friday that we saw this. Yeah, it was my birthday. On my birthday, hey, maybe that was a birthday present. I should have bought Neo, but I missed it. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, January 28th here, on my birthday, you had uh, Neo hit 1931. And it's really come off from there. But it's almost kind of like we're hitting, we're bouncing off a little bit of a ceiling, right? Uh, and that's that's a little problematic. Uh, it's, so I do want to see us be able to break through some of these ceilings. And when I'm looking at the day charts, even though today is a very bullish day, it's a very green day, I'm not really seeing us break those ceilings. I mean, the same thing here on uh, on SoFi. We've got a green day, but I mean, it, it's certainly not breaking any kind of ceilings here. Now, that's not to say you want to wait to invest until you start breaking those, those resistance lines because you might be leaving gains on the table, right? But 
I mean, look, just because Matterport's up 3%, am I really jumping up and down that it's $8.36? Not really. Uh, you know, it's 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 not like it's it's we've missed some kind of euphoric bull run if you're sitting on the side uh, sidelines. Uh, there's still a lot of nervousness priced into this market. Now, that could be a good thing. Remember, the quote is always be fearful when people are greedy, right? And be greedy when pe people are fearful. I just don't know how many people are actually fearful right now. Uh, it, it seems to me like we've got a lot of stocks going down because shorts are loading up and that's leading and that's a lot of institutional short selling and that's leading a lot of retail to buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip, which has always worked. It's always been the mantra uh, until we started getting some of these macroeconomic cycle changes where it's like, OK, wait a minute. Buy the dip works when you don't have macroeconomic headwinds. Ma buy the dip works really well when you have macroeconomic tailwinds. Now we've got huge headwinds that we haven't had before. And so we got to keep an eye on those. But anyway, uh, look, I, I love that we've got Trade Desk here at 73. This is really good. It's up 10% today. But look at this volatility. See, this is what you'd want to take advantage of as a trader. I mean, we were just on February 2nd. We closed at $70. We hit a high on February 2nd of 71. We're at 73 right now. Uh, Pinterest, 10% Spotify. Good. Okay. I mean, this is good. Uh, I, I can't say with certainty that this is anything more than a dead cat bounce at this point because we, we just don't have any kind of sign that we're really breaking through resistance levels. Uh, in fact, here, look at the SPY. We On the minute chart, we broke through the 450, the 50%, which just a few days ago, we were up at the 68 line. Look at that. We were up at the uh, six, I'm sorry, the 61.8% line. And uh, we fell right back to about 38.2%. So we're really struggling on these lines here. And the same thing's happening today on the Fibonacci retracement, where we're, it looks like we're actually potentially going to close again under that 50% retracement line for the SPY. Uh, you know, Arrival has done very well uh, coming off of the uh, 290 bottom. It gave us about a buck back, but also hitting a ceiling and, and seeing these stocks hit the ceilings of resistance is is quite disappointing. It's It's almost like, what you're getting is you're getting these, and I believe this, I think you're getting short-term momentum cycles where, uh, where oh, really? Uh, I'm going to look at that and just say, uh, I think you're getting these short-term momentum cycles where institutions are like, okay, today's hot play is Snapchat and Amazon. And then it's like, it's like they're like, uh, uh, and it's, it's really, they're trying to screw retail in my opinion, but you have like these institutional sheep and they're just like, it's like the suits are actually now dressed in sheep's clothing. And they're all like, okay, today the deal is Amazon and Snapchat uh, and anything else advertising related. And and then you have bad news. And then all of a sudden it's, no, today it's oil. <laughs> you know, it's completely insane. And I, I think it'll give you whiplash as, as a retail investor to try to follow the sheep of the suits. Uh, it's it's uh, the market. I think is honestly best described as suits in sheep's clothing right now. Uh, there's a massive uh, lack of conviction in, in valuations at all. It's very difficult to do fundamental analysis because fundamental analysis is based on some form of relative uh, price to earnings multiple, which we can't really pick a multiple. Uh, we can only see that certain things are cheaper than other things. Like we know that Facebook, is substantially cheaper than Tesla, uh, you know, but that doesn't make it a better deal in today's market. Uh, we know that Etsy is substantially cheaper than SoFi. 
but that doesn't make it necessarily a good deal in today's market. So, so I, I, I don't know. Uh, it just depends on your conviction in terms of which direction we're going. I do want to just be very clear. I do think that in, you know, three or four years, uh, all, all of the prices that we look at today are, are, are going to be uh, substantially higher uh, in, in four years. So uh, I'm excited about that. I just don't know about the next year. <laughs> the next year, uh, I'm a little bit more skeptical. Some people have asked me, they're like, oh, Kevin, why, why don't you go uh, all in on, on the S&P? And I'm like, come on, man. The S&P did 16% in 2020. The S&P 500 did, uh, what was it, like 26% in uh, 2021. What do we really think it's going to do the first year the Fed starts hiking rates and dealing with inflation? Personally, I don't think much. I think my opportunity cost on being on an in, in an index is, is is very 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 low. Uh, it could obviously be very wrong, but but this is where you know if if you are going to make a move in, in, with your portfolio, you have to set your own expected value up. Um, in case you don't know what expected value is, I'm just going to give you a quick little explanation. Uh, by example, let's say you have a 50% chance of uh, making 25 or let's say, no, let's do it this way. Mm, let's say you have a 50% chance of making $50 and a 20% chance of making a hundred dollars. Which do you pick? Do you pick the 20% chance of making a hundred dollars or the 50% chance of making $50? I'll, I'll wait a second. Okay. And somebody here wrote, I saw Stanley Black and Decker did the, did layoffs due to inflation. Let, let's see here. I want to, I want to read that. We'll pull that up here. Let's see. Uh, let's see here. Stanley, Black and Decker, sheepskin suits. There you go. Inflation. Mm -hmm. News. Oh yeah. Oh, that's interesting. That's from about a, oh yeah. Oh, that's quite interesting. Okay. So the answer, the correct answer is you take the 50% chance of making $50. Why? Well, because your expected value is just a multiple of the two. So uh, if you have a 20% chance of getting $100, your expected value is 20% times 100 or $20. If you have a 50% chance of making $50, your expected value is 0.5 times 50, which is $25. So your expected value is always higher on the $25 bet uh, or the $50 bet. So that's that's the one you would choose. And so for me, it's a very similar uh, equation for my portfolio. If I think there's a certain chance of prices going through a certain point or a recession or whatever, uh, then then at some point that expected value equation is, is much more favored in one direction. And in this case, that's cash. That doesn't mean it's for sure going to be right. Okay, I apparently I ran out of articles on BizJournal, so that's lame. <sighs> okay. Mm, uh, nope, I can't. Apparently, I can't private browser backdoor into that. I have no idea what Biz Journals is anyway, so let me just try to go to the front. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. Stanley Black and Decker, a wave of layoffs. That That is quite interesting. In this market, I haven't, I haven't seen that. So Stanley Black and Decker officials confirmed that the company has instituted a wave of recent layoffs, but declined to identify the number of affected employees. Hmm. The company is taking steps to align its cost structure with the current environment, specifically inflation and supply chain, unfortunately resulted in a small percentage of employees being let go from the company, primarily salaried, 
with limited impact to our manufacturing and distribution. So they probably just cut like some marketing people or whatever. I mean, that that makes the most sense is just cut cut like your general and administration staff to keep your margins higher, you know. <laughs> the house of pain button. <laughs> uh, thoughts on Hymax? I've never heard of that. 70% growth trailing 12. Yeah, you got to be careful with the trailing 12 because a lot of the stuff trailing 12 is, is pandemic related, right? 1% chance of going to the moon. Uh, risk is getting punished here. Smart risk is getting rewarded. Bad risk is getting destroyed. Okay, I like that. I think that's a good 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 way to put it. Uh, I like our sponsor today, which is FTX US, which you could learn more about by going to metkevin.com slash FTX US. And you could watch BTC get rejected off of 41,000 up here. Uh, <laughs> but that's all right. We'll keep an eye on this. Certainly over the weekend. I think it'd be very interesting to watch BTC over the weekend, potentially trade it. So we'll keep an eye on this. Uh, okay, let's see. We got four minutes to go. And we are at spy falling into the close actually here. Hmm. Yeah, bro broke right under that resistance again. Don't know anything about ASO. One uh, let's see. Thank you. Uh, hello, hello. There you go. Required return equals risk-free rate plus market risk premia plus or times your beta. <laughs> there you go. You, you want to run your own formulas. Yeah, Path Course comes out today at 5 p.m. I sent out a an email blast for that. So the terminal lied. <laughs> the terminal never lies. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, why don't you factor in taxes? Oh, it's in. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. No, taxes are a part of expected value. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Taxes should be part of that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know we, any course discount codes right now. The, the price should have already gone up. I don't know if it did. Um, Buddy's Justin's working on it, which reminds me, I gotta, I gotta send him something. Um, I mean, you can still try birthday, but it should not work anymore. But if it does, it does. Uh, but anyway, we're we're doing some new um, advertising pages for the courses and stuff, especially now that the path course will finally be launched. So it'll be fun. Okay, let's see. Uh, ha ha ha. Oh, this is an interesting comment here. And then let's look at the sticks for the last two minutes. So this comment here says U.S. debt is highest in $30 trillion. In, in... Okay, you're talking about how new monetary systems are usually rushed in, ushered in when we have uh, wartime. Yeah, this would be like uh, how how like the, the German mark collapses or whatever, war times and that. Um, I'm just going to, with, without trying to break apart your question, I'm going to, try to answer this the best way I can, which is I do not believe that do the dollar is going anywhere and the federal reserve will do everything to make sure to maintain the sanctity of the dollar. Even if that means dragging us through a recession. Now you might think that's crazy. How is a recession going to protect the dollar uh, over Bitcoin, right? Like think about this. I should just make a video on this whole thing. The government would rather push us through recession than let the dollar collapse. And the dollar will collapse if we don't prevent inflation. So if the government, if, if the Fed, not the government, if the Fed has to make a choice, dollar or recession, it's always recession. 
if you don't go through a recession, yes, you could have a depression. This is also true. So you'd rather have a recession. Recessions can be healthy. They get zombie companies out of the market, right? They get uh, they get uh, uh, speculation out of the market. They kill speculation. They they get rid of excess. Uh, re recessions are not a terrible thing. They are a normal part of the business cycle. And this is this is why it's just so critical to remember that you know there are times for buy the dip and there are times for buy the business cycle. And so you have to you have to place your bets. Anyway, uh, Tesla fell a little bit into the close. Uh, it's uh, still up 3.7%, though, so still a very strong day here. Looks like the S&P 500 is rotating down into the close. We're getting some sell momentum here. Again, this convictionless rally crap, very, very common for us to see. Or it could be a reloading of the shorts, which is also very common for us to see. Seeing that on the QQQ as well. Snapchat ending just below 60%. Let's hit the bell. Consumer staples to work performing sectors all down more than 1%. So quite a split market. Uh, the summary at the close, though, is up half a percent for the S&P, just negative uh, for the Dow of 1.6%, for the Nasdaq. All right. So Dow Jones down 0.06%. S&P 500 up 0.52%. NASDAQ up 1.58%. Tech killing it today, despite bond yield skyrocketing. And the Russell 2000 is up uh, 0.57, which the Russell's really been lagging. Now, what I do want to look at, we don't have earnings today, but what I do want to look at is the 10-year break-even. I think the 10-year break-even is really critical. So the 10-year break-even, if we go to our uh, line chart, 10-year break-even is stable. And I'm going to go to maybe a five-year break-even really quick. Uh, five-year break-even is also stable which is good that means inflation expectations are stable but elevated right uh, and we don't want to see inflation expectations start skyrocketing that's when things get a little bit more nerve-wracking the 10-year itself is up substantially today the 10-year uh, itself is looks like it's ending at about 1.919 so right below uh, 1.92 that is a sign of a bond sell-off and the five-year is, oh my gosh, the five-year is at 1.73? Holy smokes. That's wild. Uh, anyway, yeah, five years, 1.73. It's crazy. Okay, uh, oil. How do we end on oil today? And then I want to see the aftermarket a little bit here. So oil today is sitting at Brent at twenty or 93.32, up substantially. Uh, just this year, uh, BP is going to be killing it this year. By the way, too, it's from like twenty six to thirty two. It's, it's it's very very good. Okay, so what what happened here? How did we close? Well, we had Snap uh, end its euphoria a bit. Uh, it looks like really the last thirty minutes of the day we started getting a little bit of that sell down here. Uh, same thing here on Amazon. A lot. This has got to be institutional selling right here into the end, uh, which that could be because of outflows. I've noticed on a lot of green. Uh, rally days, we end up getting sell-offs towards the end of the day. Not always, but uh, you know, it's it's something to watch. Uh, five and ten year. Let me let me look at the ten two, and I'll also look at the five two. That's that's not bad. Let's look at there ten two. So the yield curve inversion. Usually, we're looking at the ten two uh, for an inversion. And if we get a an inversion in the ten two, oh, where is it? There it is. 
if we get an inversion in the 10 and the two year, that could be a signal of a recession coming. Oh, okay. All right. The 10 two today. Hmm. 10 two today. Didn't, I don't like this price action. I'm going to show you in a moment. One sec. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Okay. And let me also just look at the five, two or sorry, the five, 10. I think it's going to be about the same pattern. It's the same pattern. It doesn't matter. Okay. Stand by picture coming. Here we go. This right here is the, uh, and thanks Bloomberg for this. This is the, uh, 10, two spread. Uh, it's at 60.1 over here. And you can see today it dropped down to a low that we last saw on uh, about January 31st. And the more this goes down to potentially zero, the more likely a recession is according to this chart. You know, charts can be wrong, but according to this chart, the more this line gets to that flat area, the more likely a recession is within the next 12 to 18 months. Yeah. Hello from Romania. Thanks for being here. Theme of the year, sell the morning and buy the evening. <laughs> Switch on Friday. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, I should really make a video about this. Uh, like, I don't know. Somebody help me figure out a title. What's what's the title? Because what, what you're basically asking is for an explanation on why would the Federal Reserve want, prefer a recession uh, and then as a result hurt employment, right? Uh, that'd be a little bit of a complicated title. Uh, somebody will have a good suggestion. All right. So let's look at the sticks here. So we've got a little bit of red continuing here into the after hours. After hours, usually not the best predictors, obviously. But you could see this downtrend continuing here on Amazon. Somebody here says the weekly charts all look like dead cats. Um, yeah, this this is your your weekly here. Yeah, I mean, you look at the weekly charts for anything; it's disgusting. Uh, I mean, it is. It, this is the. It's not a weekly. There you go. Yeah, I mean, the weekly charts. Jeez, man, you're right. The weekly charts are ugly. Oh my gosh, don't even turn on the weekly charts. Oh, I mean, this is the most disgusting set of charts I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, it's pretty bad, though. Yeah, the, the weekly. I mean, there's, oh, well, Dutch Bros is killing it on the weekly. But du I don't get Dutch Bros, but that thing does so well. <laughs> that is That has just been a good one. But otherwise, I mean, everything is disgusting on the weekly charts. Except DWAC and Dutch Bros. So it's basically Trump and Bros. Okay. If you want, if you want good weeklies, Trump and bros. <laughs> oh gosh, that's too funny. Ah, don't work that way, man. The Fed won't allow a, a recession in an election year. Do you ever hear of uh, this little, little recession called 2008? Come on, man. Um, <laughs> Trump bros. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Tom Lee violent rally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do we need a recession? 
That's interesting. All right. So uh, let's look at the after hours a little bit here. Let's see what we got. <laughs> there we go. Okay. So after hours changes, we are nominal. Usually, like anything like 1% changes, I, I try not to look at. Yeah, it's pretty much all we have over here. I mean, you've got like SoFi 1.4, big deal. Um, these are these are just nominal fluctuations, probably just continuations of trends that we saw. No earnings today. No, Friday afternoons are usually quite boring. Hate to say it, but it's the truth. Uh, yeah, I mean, so a little bit of a continuation of the trend. That it, really relatively meaningless. I mean, if we were still open, we'd see the same thing. You know, Amazon's already kind of bottoming here in the after, so it's not a big deal. But uh, look on, on the day itself, ignoring the after hours here. You you got to hand it to like Snap and Bill.com and Amazon. They just totally killed it today. MicroStrategy obviously running because of the uh, incredible uh, BTC movement we had. Bill.com getting all the way back to the beginning of the year here with uh, with the price movement today. Really incredible. Ooh, Trader TV. Thank you. Check it out. Uh, <laughs> When you're looking at after hours on a Friday, you know it's the end of the stream. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But there's one thing you would have missed if you thought it was the end of the stream. Now I got to show it to you. This. Mortgage rates popping a little bit. <laughs> uh, that is that is uh, obviously today on uh, a big big mortgage rate move here. This is the one month chart for mortgage rates. Greetings from Germany, hello Deutschland. And uh, yeah, something to watch. <laughs> we shall see. Fridays, are... Fridays after close are always the saddest time of the week. I know, I just gotta say, all right, have a good weekend. I mean, I'll probably post stuff, but it's just, it's not as fun to post on the weekend. There's, Nothing, there's less to talk about. I don't know. I guess I guess I could do some like evergreen videos like, I don't know, why my camera freezes on stream and how to prevent it. <laughs> uh, how to play Call of Duty and not suck. I don't know. And then there's always beer. Or lucid. Oh, the lucid video. That's right. Yeah. Start a gaming channel. Start a vlog channel. I mean, we could do everything. <laughs> Uh, thank you for calling out weeks ago that good earnings would be lightly rewarded and good er, uh, and, and uh, misses would get destroyed. Made quite a bit playing puts on earnings. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate you saying that. Uh, and congratulations. Good for you. Crypto games. Oh my gosh. That's it. That's it. We're going into Axie Infinity. We're going all in. We're going all into the metaverse. Somebody told me, somebody said uh, there was an allegation that, that somebody alleged they got raped in the metaverse. Uh, not even going to comment on that one. <laughs> all right, folks. We'll see you in the next one. Goodbye and good luck. Oh, and go to metkevin.com slash FTX US to go trade BTC over the weekend. Yeah.